eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. Greg Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. So we just talked about all this fancy data and information, Logan. How does it actually apply to the commanders uh, and their offense against a Giants defense where if you want to look at a bad EPA per play, if you want to look yeah. at a uh, some bad data of all kinds, go back and look at the first uh, craptastic game that these two teams played <laughs> where the commanders scored just seven points. How do... How do they attack this team differently this time? Obviously, we know they've got some changes on the offensive line. The Giants also don't have Leonard Williams. You saw him last week with Seattle, so that's that's Big helpful. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Dallas just absolutely destroyed this Giants defense. What can what can the Commanders take uh, of don'ts from their first matchup and do's from some of these other teams that have been able to put up a ton of points on New York and have a much better offensive performance on Sunday? Yeah, I think this will be really interesting because when you look at that Dallas game, I think there's this like this, oh my gosh, they they blew the doors off Dallas and like or Dallas blew the doors off the Giants. But through the first quarter and quarter and a half almost to the second quarter to halftime, it was like seven zero for a long time. And so Dallas's or the Giants defense gets a four and out, they get a turnover. They it should have been seven seven, but Danny DeVito is or Tommy DeVito is like not <laughs> not good at quarterback. So yeah, they got they got a turnover return to the 15 yard line of Dallas going into score and they couldn't get any points out of it. So um, I think there's, there's this perception that obviously New York is struggling. I think that's hundred percent right. But when you look at the start of these games, the defense has kept them in it. And when you look at our game, the defense for sure kept them in it, right? Turnovers, right. lots of sacks, lots of pressures. And so that's still the defense there. And I think you bring up a great point. They're not quite as dynamic in the front without Leonard Williams there. Obviously Dexter Lawrence had, 15 pressures against the New York Jets so he's still there you see him just making centers lives miserable so he's a guy you definitely got to account for and then you got to account for Wink Martindale's scheme and they do he does a good job he he, he puts his guys in high level high leverage spots all the time but they are number one in the NFL in free runners to the quarterback 
And Sam in the first game had a really hard time with that. You know, he, he turned a lot of those into sacks. I think we got a new Sam Howell now, but I think this is a really good measuring stick. Like this is kind of his, or was his kryptonite, a team that's going to pressure a lot and to give you confusing looks. And that's tough for a young player. So um, what I would say is let's make sure the protections locked in. Let's make sure that's, you know, that's why Tyler Larson's playing center. Can he get this stuff ID'd? Can we get the, can we get the known rushers blocked? All those types of things. That's going to be huge. Sam, know your protection rules, know when you're hot, know where the ball needs to go. He did a great job of uh, that against Seattle. Seattle brought a little bit of like four and five man pressure, simulated pressures with four. And I thought he did a great job. So this is going to be like, you know, the, the, the varsity level of, of that in terms of extreme uh, pressure looks. But I think he's, he's progressed and grown in a nice way that he'll be able to handle it. So when you look at teams that have done a good job against them, like I look at what Las Vegas did, I look at what uh, Dallas did, and Dallas was like, we're going to spread you out. We're going to identify mm-hmm. one-on-ones, and we're going to win with quick slants because our guys can beat press coverage, and, and we're going to eat. Also, I think it's important to note that game flow for this defense seems to be playing a factor. They're, they, they know they're getting nothing from the offense, and so they'll be competitive for a quarter. But if you can start scoring some points, there is this kind of like, oh my gosh, here we go again. There's no way we can win this game because we as a defense can't score 14 points, right? So there's a little bit of that going on when you watch them. So I think, but I think they're still a good competitive group, if that makes sense. I don't want to give them too much credit, but like. Yeah, I I would say this, like it's pretty easy for almost any team in the NFL to compete for a quarter, right? Even like teams in blowouts, like you look at the third quarter sometimes and it's zero, zero or it's three, three. And it's like, yeah, but the final score is 48 to seven. Um, So, you know, it's about at the NFL level, being able to compete for four quarters and the giants just should not be able to compete with the commanders for four quarters based off the current state of the, or of the giants. So the commanders better uphold their part of the bargain um, and so, I guess, yes, I guess early on in the game, it probably emotionally is easier to do that, but you got to keep going. You got to keep put the pedal to the metal and the commanders have at times done a good job of scoring early this year. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. something that could be hugely beneficial if they could get an opening drive or two touchdowns and get up like they did on Atlanta, uh, like they did frankly to start Seattle. Um, can right. you, can you make those plays early? Cause unlike those other teams that made it interesting late, the Giants are very unlikely to make it interesting. And so I guess what I'm basically saying there is like, don't let them stick around. Like, don't yeah. let them do it, right? Don't give them, don't give their defense hope. Like, because offensively, they don't have a lot going on. Don't give their defense hope. Because like, if you look at the last game, we scored seven points, right? The commanders. And so that game flow is exactly what they want. They want to play field. Like, if they're going to beat us, and I was thinking about this, like what happens, what has to happen for the New York Giants to beat the Washington commanders, just based on the talent of the roster. One is they win the field position game, right? So they get you backed up. You're punting. They're in plus field position, and they just keep you backed up. You never get anything going offensively. That's what happened in the first game, and, and they end up winning, right? So turnovers is another thing that allows them to stay in it, right? And this defense, they're not great. I think they're like 17th in the league in terms of takeaways or turnovers, but they do find explosive defensive plays. They get a lot of sacks. They get fumbles. They get interceptions. So don't let that happen. And if you can do that, I think the commander's offense is talented enough to put up 28 and they're and if they do that, then the defense is going to quit. But if you let it, if you give them hope and it's like, we're in this negative field position situation, we can't get past our own 25, we're punting a bunch, they're going to get hope and they're going to get juiced. Because if you watch the, the Jets game, that's essentially the game flow of the Jets game. Now, Zach Wilson is a much different player than Sam Howell, but it was 
10 to 10 to 10 or, and they were up late. It was like, uh, it was seven to seven to 10 going into the, um, going into the overtime period. They obviously the jets come back and kick a field goal or whatever. It's a time but, send it overtime. Yeah. But yeah. it was like right before that final drive. Yeah. It was gross, you know, and like they, and the defense was playing with their hair on fire and the defense is the only thing in this game. In my opinion, after watching a lot of film of them that keeps them in it. So offensively, what are our protection rules? Let's be consistent offensively. Let's be efficient offensively and let's score points. Like that's really what it comes down to. Just do quite literally do your job. You should be able to, this is a little bit of a, um, you know, they present an interesting dilemma from a pressure standpoint. And we saw what that can do in the first matchup, but you've seen it once you've gotten better at handling this stuff. Let's make sure that we, that we execute the way we know we can execute and win this football game. And you can win it with the offensive side of the football. Because if, you, if you're efficient, don't turn the football over. Score a couple points. Score 21 points, the game's over. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Right. Um, I think this is a huge game for the receivers to bounce back. Um, you watch what like CD Lamb did, and I'm specifically like I'll, I'm not calling out Terry McLaren because we don't do that. That's a silly thing that radio people do or calling out like that matters yeah. but like i will call attention to terry mclaren um you watch what cd lamb does in the dallas game and he just absolutely wrecks the souls of the giants defense mm-hmm. uh and of course like Dak, Dak's on a heater right now yeah. they've got some other guys that that make that a little bit easier because they've got good threats but like terry's got help as well um and sam howell's playing his best ball of his career so far uh the last three weeks and I think Terry's got it. And by the way, Terry's probably a little ticked at how the, the banks matchup went last time uh, because the kid is pretty mouthy, uh, the rookie out of Maryland. So like go out and wreck him, like go out and absolutely show that you are one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I think that it's on EB to give him those opportunities. Obviously it's on Sam to give him those opportunities on the O line to protect, to get those opportunities. But we were talking earlier about some of the quick game stuff and, you know, making sure that the right guys get involved, uh, as soon as possible like i think and sam talked about that this week at the podium he's like we have to get our guys involved early i would i would make sure that you have some of that quick game stuff called for terry early i would try to get like jahan or curtis like a carry early um curtis obviously the carry options are are unlimited because you can put him at running back if you want to you can you can have him go and end around but like you see the reverse that that dallas throws to cd lamb and he scores on it there's there's not just benefit in terms of those guys feeling involved and getting involved and finding the rhythm of the game. But I think when you talk about slowing down a pass rush like the Giants, obviously the number one thing you can do is get it blocked up, right? Um, The number one thing that you can do is make sure that you're actually solid in your protection rules and execute. There's not, there's no strategy that, that is, you know, execution proof as we've become fond of saying on this show, but can you use every blade of grass side to side, make them cover a lot more space, keep that pass rush off balance and punish some of their, and this was the thing that I think was really frustrating last time. They never were able to punish their, the giants aggression. Right. Like, okay. You want to be this super aggressive team. How do we weaponize that against you? 
and from the screen game to misdirection type of stuff to whatever, I do think EB obviously as a play caller, every he's got a role in every game, but has a big role to play in helping this offense do that in a way that they did not when they scored just seven last time. No, I, I think that's exactly right. And I think when you look at the the model that's been laid out by Las Vegas, laid out by Dallas, it's it's spread them out, spread them out. You know, like they one of the things about this this defensive philosophy is obviously the pressure's tough, but it's the coverage. It it really leverages coverage players to a high level. And they've got a couple guys, I don't have the injury report right in front of me, that are a little bit banged up right now. A couple guys with a shoulder, secondary guys, concussions, all those types Literally of things. Literally their entire starting secondary is questionable. Right. So if that's the case, man, like let's like what you another thing you'll see is like when you're watching the Jets game, when you're watching Dallas, for example, like the coverage disguises are awesome. The blitz patterns are awesome. But one of the things that they did got that that Dallas got from spreading them out a little bit was you got a little bit of time because in those disguises, if the receiver is really wide, right, the slot receiver is really wide, the nickel's blitzing, for example, right, he's got to match the the receiver to kind of disguise the blitz, and so he had to run a long way. Dak got bat there, hit his step. They didn't even block the nickel, but he gets the ball out in rhythm and timing, and ends up being an explosive play. So, can you do that? I think that'll be a big feature. Obviously, those MAC protection stuff that they struggled with in the first game, I think you'll see those again. Because if you get those targeted correctly and efficiently, there's big plays to be had. And I think that was one of the frustrating things coming out of that uh, film review on that Tuesday pod was like there was opportunities and they just couldn't maximize it. So again, I think the plan will be good. I think they'll be ready to go. I think this offense will be hungry um, because they were kind of embarrassed last time, you know, and, and like they, and I think when you look at the plan that was laid out in the first game, you say, man, if they execute this, this game is 28-0 in the first half, but they didn't, right? The Giants had executed them. So can you just kind of build yourself back up? Say, hey, man, this is what's going to happen. We saw what happened last time. Let's make sure we hit this stuff. And I, I really think that's all it comes down to. I think EB in the first matchup had a, in the first game had a good philosophy, good perspective. Let's, let's execute that, right? Let's get that called correctly, Tyler, Sam. Let's make sure we know where to go with the football. Because quite frankly, if you do that, if you get it protected, I don't think they can match up with our receivers. And they've shown that over the last couple of weeks. If you can get it protected, those DBs are going to struggle for them outside of Banks, who's been pretty good this year. But even he's great in like the 50 percentile range for PFF right. because it's just he's leveraged to the hilt every single game. It's a little bit like what's happening to BSJ where it's like he's a fine player, but he ain't ready to like he's not on CD Lamb or Devontae Adams level. So yeah. if he's got a guard number one. And this is why I go back to Terry too. like, all right, Terry, you want to be a number one guy. Um, right. like let's do it. If I was EB, like I would probably, you know, again, I'm not going to do it as a radio host cause it's a wacky bit, but if I'm EB, I'm probably challenging him a little bit. Be like, Hey, yeah. Hey man, you, let's you want it. Like, let's roll. Um, yeah. we're going to give you some chances this week. So let's, let's go get it. You're mad that we missed you on that, that deep post last week. Well, here's your chance. It's going to, it's going to come back around. Right. Um, so, so I think that that'll be interesting to watch, but obviously the most important thing, protection, get that thing lined up. And then also, you know, Obviously, this was the game where Nick Gates got himself benched. Um, Ken Tyler Larson bow up against Dexter Lawrence. That's uh, a, he's, the much he's, bigger I mean, body. We we were talking about this in the first matchup, but he's literally grading at like defensive MVP level right now. Like that's yeah. how good he's been. Like he's he, awesome. He has the ability to just totally ruin a game. So probably need a plan for him when they're just rushing four. And Tyler Larson, put your big boy pants on because that's going to be a tough day at the office. But 
Yeah, uh, get ready. But and and then uh, by the way, have have fun resting up because you play again four days later on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that sucks.